You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is a place for you to learn how to build your communication skills, strengthen your confidence, and advance in business strategy in places like marketing and sales, applying real tactics, real applications to help you take action today. Today, in episode number 10, I'm actually doing a three-part over the next three days around the formula for influence. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek. And today, day one, is the first step in influencing somebody, especially when you're on stage giving a speech. First, you have to get them to like you. And we're going to explain how to do that and what that means. The second part, which we're going to go over tomorrow, is how to is how to get them to understand the topic in their mind and their heart and to see how it's causing them pain. And finally, in the third episode, the third final part of this, we're going to go over driving them to take action in order to alleviate that pain. So let's go over first, this first step is getting the audience to like you. So what do I mean by like you? This is about forming a meaningful relationship with the person. It's about forming a connection with them. It's about them looking at you and trusting you, like liking you. It's about them wanting to hear what you have to say. It's not just based on I want everyone to like me for my own insecurity. No, that's not that's not at all what I'm talking about. And here are some solid ways to start that. Ways that you probably have never heard of or even thought of. The best way, one of the one of the first ways I just say for someone to get an audience to like you is on the drive over. So, imagine the scenario. You're driving pretty 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 awfully around the place that you are driving to. So let's say that you're a mile away from the event, from the venue, and you're driving erratically. And then someone going to the event sees you driving, sees you, sees that you are not driving well, and then goes into the event and sees that you're speaking. Imagine what that person is going to think about you. They're a lot less likely to listen to you, and it's going to be way harder to influence them because they've already had a first impression of you. And you might be thinking, well, that's ridiculous. Um, just think, if you're speaking at an event, especially the larger event, people are coming in and people are streaming in. And closer and closer you get to the venue, the higher and higher chances of seeing somebody are. It's just math. The second thing is your appearance. Now, again, we're not just trying to be vain and, and, and flatter our own insecurities. No, that's not the point here at all. The point is to put on an appearance, right, is to bring out the part of you that's very presentable, that looks very good. And this is why I'm so careful about how I dress to a speech, depending on the audience, depending on the colors of the school. So if I know that a school has colors that say like gold and red, I will make sure I dress one of those colors. Because if I dress a different color, it could be one of their rivals. It could be another uh, a school around them that they don't like very much. And that can lead to people not liking you as much. And I know this sounds silly, but I actually asked this question to um, the principal of a school that I spoke at. 
And I was asking him out of curiosity, do, do you think that people react to the colors that I wear? Because I was wearing red because this one of the school's colors was red. And the principal said, oh, I don't think so. And then I asked him this question. I said, okay, what's, what's the color of your biggest rival? And he said, oh, is this light blue? And I said, if I came in wearing a light blue shirt, how would they respond? And he said, oh, there's, an, uh, there's a possibility they would boo you off the stage. <laughs> and, he, and, and so, like, it was, it's something like that. And obviously, like, a bunch of, a bunch of teenagers are not going to just boo me off the stage for wearing a color. But that shows that people notice that, that it's ingrained in them that a certain color, even especially in schools, they have a certain emotion tied to them. It could be love. It could be hate. It could be anger. It could be pity. It could be pride. There's an emotion tied to everything, every word, every color, every interaction. Many are small, but the big ones, the ones that apply to a large mass of people are ones that you can harness. And then the final tip I'm going to leave you with is your first moments on stage. If someone hadn't seen you already, this is when they're first going to see you. And this is where they're going to make your their judgment of you in around eight seconds or so, depending on who you believe. Within a very short amount of time, we could definitely say that for sure. We make a judgment about somebody. So when you walk on stage, it's incredibly important to be friendly, to be open, to appear confident, to be you know well dressed, to have a very good you know even body posture. It's important not to fumble the mic when you're grabbing it or when you're trying to shake the hand. It's these little things that can actually make a difference. And you might never know. You might never know if it made a difference or not. But it could lead to someone not being influenced by your words, which is awful because you want the entire, of course, like ideally, you'd want everybody in that room to be influenced by what you have to say. But then the first words you speak are also incredibly important. And the way to best way to start off a speech is with a story, a statistic, or audience interaction. Those are the, but really they're the only ways to start off a story, to start off a speech. Any other way, hey, my name is, no, 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 no. With a story, you wanna make sure that you tell an engaging story, a story that attracts the audience, that emotionally engages them, which means you're already ahead of the curve for step two of this formula. When you tell a story, and I, I had an episode, um, episode number eight, I believe it was, about using details to bring a story to life. If you haven't already listened to it, listen to it. It's going to help you a lot in this regard. But when you're telling a story, that's a great way to form that relationship with the audience. Emotionally tie yourself to the audience. Get them involved. A statistic is great because what it does is it gives you credibility. It's, it makes people see you as an authority figure. And of course, the story can do that too, depending on the story. But, but usually, statistics are a way to capture the attention, to let them know how prevalent your issue is, whatever you're talking about, and to set you up as an authority figure. And then with audience interaction, this is a great way to get them active, physically, physically acting um, and following what you have to say. And this is actually something that's really interesting. If you think about it, it's almost like priming the audience to get ready for your call to action at the end of your speech. You're getting them used to doing what you tell them to do. You say, raise your hand if you've been through this or you have this or you know something about this or you don't. 
You get audience to interact, they get used to interacting, which makes it easier for them to interact over time, provided that you have a good speech. Of course, this isn't foolproof. This depends, just because you have audience interaction doesn't mean that they'll follow your call to action. Just because you have a story doesn't mean that they're gonna be invested in you, and just, and just because you have a statistic doesn't mean they'll see you as an authority figure. There's so many other influences as well. Delivery, pitch, and this is, this is, I'm creating content about all of these different aspects that are, it's way too much to go over in one single episode. But I hope you learned something from this. Very simple, and it might seem even inconsequential, maybe even stupid. But in the four years I've been doing this, I've honed the craft of getting these small things just right. And I've seen my speaking improve so much. I've seen the audience response improve so much. So I must be doing something right. This has been the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. You can find show notes and more at lukedmaxwell.com. And did you know you can actually get a 30-minute free consultation with me, a free coaching session with me completely free, um, just by heading over there, hitting that contact form, hitting me up, and scheduling a date. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and remember to always look on the positive side of things. 